Hello and welcome to a podcast from The Practical Medium, and I'm Michelle, who is sometimes practical and sometimes not, but it just depends on the day and which way the wind's blowing and how it's going through my ears. Anyway, if you've seen today's uh, the the title of the, the podcast, you'll know that I'm talking once again about perspectives. And I have done this in the past where I've talked about how one person's perspective is not necessarily the other person's perspective and why this can happen. I'm going to delve a little deeper into this topic, and I'm going to, I have, I'm coming at this from a couple of different angles. So we all, and I'll start out by introducing the, the idea. As I've said in the past, psychic mediums, we don't talk to one another, we don't go to school, but yet we come up with a lot of common, commonalities in, in what we say. What you'll hear one medium say, you'll hear them another medium say pretty much the same thing. You know, if, you know how the if you've ever heard this about how cops know that if a witness is truthful and that their stories kind of match, but they don't always exactly match because that's the way the human mind works. It's the same thing for mediums, and same thing for any narrative actually. If you've got a bunch of people who have slightly different stories, but they all have alignments you know the truth is being told or what the best thing the closest thing to the truth for that situation so that is how we come to commonalities that's how we come and this is anything and we all tend to agree with the same with each other about what our reality is and you know it's like it's it has to do with the the focus of this is craziness and what is reality? You know, am I nuts for being a psychic medium? Am I making this stuff up? I couldn't make it up if I tried. Any medium will tell you that. And, you know, it's, it's the same with normal people, with normal brains who have created narratives. We all do this. You know, it's like if you've ever seen a thread on Reddit about, um, you know, ask Reddit about what did you think was completely normal as a kid or what perceptions did you have that you thought was always correct and found out that it really wasn't. It's the same kind of thing, same kind of topic. You think you can you convince yourself something of a, of a reality and that this was an actual thing and that it's real, but then, you know, you find out it's not. And sometimes that's indicative of, indicative, excuse me, of um, a psychosis. Sometimes it's just something you convinced yourself of. And sometimes it's just, you know, maybe you're on your own and you've experienced this and nobody else has and you're not sure if you're nuts or not. That latter one, I'm not really going to delve into because it's just, it's so limited. It's not much material there as a general rule, so I'm not going to get into it. However, we'll get into the first two about how do you know you're not nuts and how do you know when you're not nuts and you're perceiving something that's really not quite real. It's, and, and it tell, it's, it's the difference between your brain telling you this is real and this is uh you're you're convincing yourself that you experienced something real and this actually will this will take this will con um involve a couple of different aspects one is just seeing something as a kid and or seeing something as an adult and not having the the percept the ability to to figure out what you were seeing so your brain creates the narrative and this is going to be a little strange the legal system so that will be the second half, but, um, you know, there is, I, I've been watching videos on YouTube and I will get into more different, get definition later, but there is something that is, um, this 
first topic about how we convince ourselves of the reality of something even though we have a normal brain and we find out that, no, you're wrong. But that's okay because your brain wasn't quite, wasn't all there to perceive it. So like childhood or when you're a young teenager and somebody tells you something like blinker fluid. Even as an adult, it's just like, hey, did you change your blinker fluid? You're like, what? I had to change blinker fluid on my car too? Well, there's no such thing as blinker fluid. It's just an old mechanics gag or a dad joke kind of thing. But it sounds real. It sounds like it's something that your car needs. And if you know nothing about cars, you think, oh my God, I need blinker fluid in my car. And then you go to the mechanic and they laugh their ass off at you. The, um, so I, for, and I've never had that happen. I'm actually fairly, strangely enough, mechanically inclined and I do a lot of, um, automotive writing. So, you know, it's like, I heard that gag a long time ago, and, but I did have that reaction. What? I'd never heard of blinker fluid. Are you sure? Are you pulling my leg here, dude? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so the, the whole thing is the, what stimulated this conversation was I was talking with somebody who's, and I said, you know, I have not had a good idea for a podcast for a while because they're just not showing up. And I've also been working my ass off writing. So that also tends to, to suck away my creativity. Now, and I know my recent podcasts, I've talked about pain and I will address that really quick. I have finally found the source of my pain and I'm almost out of pain and it's amazing and it was missed by a doctor and it, I just knew that going to an orthopedist wasn't going to work and sure enough I figured it out one day by it's sciatica. I spent too much time in a chair over a pandemic and shit just got way worse. So I've actually fixed two issues and it's hallelujah. Did I get told to do this by the other side? I just got a vague suggestion one day to try something, which is bend over and touch my toes, popped my back, and I could feel everything, the vertebrae crack, just like knuckles do. And my pain started lifting. What the hell? Are you kidding me? This is sciatica. This is not showing up. It never showed up as pain as I recognized, so I didn't think of it as sciatica. So anyway, yeah, I'm um, moving out of pain and feeling human again. It's great. So I'm starting to feel like I've got podcast ideas. Anyway, so as back to my story, I was bitching and I was saying I don't have any good topics and this was suggested to me is that the story that's instigating this is that somebody had a story about how they were convinced that aliens were showing up on their front lawn when they were a kid. They were wearing white robes and their heads were covered so they didn't know what they looked like but they just assumed that aliens were coming to visit and their mother would always go out to meet the aliens and always come home. You know, apparently so much for the abduction and having a, uh, a satellite put up your rectum via, uh, <laughs> a la Eric Cartman. Anyway, so the person asked, are you sure those were aliens? And the guy was com completely convinced. And no, it wasn't aliens. It was the clan and their, their family, a family member was part of the clan but they just couldn't fathom it. You know, it's like not the, this person I love is a clansman or clans person or whatever. Yeah. So it was easier as a kid to come up with an alien theory and hang on to it through adulthood until it got challenged and broken. That is how easy it is for the brain to ignore reality it's, and create a narrative. And I mean, we don't do this consciously. We just look at it and we go, wait, that's not right. So what's make up something else that feels right 
and we stick with it because it doesn't get challenged and it doesn't get really discussed and you just come across as somebody who has this nutty theory about aliens and uh, you know on your front lawn as a kid and your mother would go out to meet them and you know <laughs> what do you do with that you just you know if you if you have this co-worker that's got this you know if that's got something a story like this you just either oh that's nice and walk on and don't bother to disabuse them of the notion because it's really not worth it or you do and you know you kind of mess mess up their world it is just something that we do as humans because we're sometimes just too nice to not to uh, to not go um you're messed up in the head and this is why and this kind of this ties into being a medium because people will you know it's like you're talking to dead people Pfft, you boys you're nuts you know and i'm not saying that everybody thinks like that it's just it's just that you're it's a general it's a generalized reaction and people do react like that and there are people who have had their minds blown by mediums. I do it all the time. I blow people's minds. It's very strange because some of the shit that falls out of my out of my mouth, I have no I have no I have no reason to know this. And people are just like, "How do you know that?" And I said, "I don't know. I'm just a medium. Uh, I know things, and I don't necessarily like the fact that I know these things, but this is my life." So there's you know that's a different that's a but that is a fine line between somebody who is convinced that they are seeing something that exists in their mind exists and they don't put the whole two and two together that well after they grew up and moved out of the house they never saw them again so they just think that they're never going you know it was just like it was something special related to childhood a la imaginary friends but imaginary friends i've talked about those are just the fact that we are so sensitive as children with our with our senses that we see this stuff and parents and adults just go meh whatever imaginary friends kids have the best imaginations and you know and by the time puberty starts is the time around the time the senses what i say harden they, they firm up they become they start writing for adulthood and the imaginary friends can't be seen anymore and it's just something in the past and you're wondering why you have these memories and you just go oh imaginary friends it's the same thing as but not quite as somebody who couldn't un couldn't didn't understand the implications of the ku klux klan or some other nasty organization showing up and not looking like humans and hiding themselves behind the robes so that you didn't know what they look like underneath and you know all of a sudden they're aliens you know it's it's an extreme example but it is valid in the sense that this is what we do and I'm sure all of us have a story that we've you know we just took something at face value and we think that this is how things are without really real under think taking the time to challenge that thought with each other with with ourselves and when somebody just brushes us off we think oh you don't get it you know you just don't get it because you've never seen this so you don't get it or I'm right and you're wrong whatever take your take your pick of reaction there's nothing it's just who we are as people we do this all the time even i've done it because i am autistic and i have a very literal sense of the very literal view of the world sometimes but that literalism is much different than the psych the sensitive the psychic medium sensitive part of me because it's you tell me something i take you at face value because just how my brain works when it comes to picking up shit from the other side i questioned it for the longest goddamn time and 
Sometimes I still do because it's like it's just too pat. But when you have these experiences, when you listen to what's being told to you, and especially with Ken, who's... <laughs> he's never wrong. I hate to give it to him, but he's just never steered me wrong. He's never done me wrong. And when he tells me something and he's insistent, I do it or listen. And that could just be going to a grocery store to find something. You know, it's like... And it's like, this store is out of my way. I don't want to go there. I am tired. I'm in hurting or whatever. And he goes, when have I steered you wrong? Oh, fine. So I put up with the ache because it's just for a few more minutes. And I'll find what I'm looking for in a place where I never thought I would find it. So, yeah. <clears throat> I'm not too thrilled with giving him, you know, the fact that he's right. But sadly, he is. And yes, I'm shit talking. <clears throat> and swallowing my the wrong way but yeah that's you know that is when you have something when you're when you're basically have somebody hook their fingers into your nostrils and lead you to something that you know somebody who's supposed to be dead and never existing again right and that they don't they're, they're supposed to be one and done we're all supposed to be one and done we're not supposed to be you know some kind of ephemeral creature that turns into energy and be able to talk to living people um when you got something like that in your head, you know, or doing the, the equivalent of hooking you by the nostrils, as I was just saying, and leading you to something you have been looking for and desiring for a while, or needing, or whatever, take your pick. Yeah, that's uh, that's a little different from aliens wearing white robes landing uh, on your front lawn and your, your parent goes out and talks to them. You know, I realize the irony in this, and I know that some people listen to this, you know, because for whatever reasons, maybe somebody's listening to this because, you know, they're in they, they, they're curious to hear what I have to say, but they don't necessarily believe it. It's okay. This is what this is. But my reality sometimes, I'm like going, what is it? And when I think deeply about it, you know, like this person who, again, I keep referring back to them with the aliens, because it's my easiest reference right now. You know, I think, what is this reality? And when I think about other things that have gone on, what is this reality? If I'm hallucinating, who's hallucinating, then we are all hallucinating this reality, which is something I have heard from, you know, from the dead saying, you're the ones who are dead, we're the ones who are alive, kind of in a topsy-turvy teasing way. It's not that they think that they're dead. They're actually probably more alive than we are in many ways. But we're the ones who are in this physical existence and we're the ones who have to go through this shit and get from point A to point B to, uh, you know, get our lessons, not lessons, get our experience and deepen who we are as an entity. Because we are all entities in a sense, even when we're physical, we are, because when you become more, not evolved, but developed, I would say, you know, you stop needing to come back here because you've gotten the lessons you've needed and it's time to move on. It's time to be something, somebody bigger than who we are now. Yeah, I know it sounds a little grandiose and whatever, but it's something that is why we're here. And this, you know, why, why we have this existence. That's pretty much all there is to it. So this is, you know, and I know I'm kind of wandering here, as I always do, but the whole reality perception you know it's like the brain likes to create things to protect ourselves that is one of the things we do to protect ourselves is because the reality is just that much more obnoxious worse whatever we don't want to contemplate something we don't want to think about it we just or we just 
have this perception bare, you know, stuck in our heads since childhood and it sticks with us until we become adults and we go, oh wait, uh, shit. That, that's not right. Yeah, oh, man, do I feel stupid. And even as a medium, yes, I have my stupid, that was stupid feeling moments, but that's also, you know, autism, because it rings a bell in my brain and my body, and it's just like, oh, do I really feel stupid now? And so that's kind of part of what I've had to deal with as a medium and as an autistic and just an overall sensitive uh, individual. So, meh, you know, that's normal for all of us basically so that story of the man is that it's just it just doesn't fit with being a sensitive is what i'm saying so even though he you know you could correlate that to other it just doesn't fit because it's not how this whole thing works so somebody like this guy well you know, he got disabused of his concept, and that was all there is to it. And he probably felt like an asshole. But anyway, don't we all at times? You know, it's part of human nature, and it's part of who we are. So, on that note, if you have that kind of mental thinking, you know, that not thinking, that, that perspective, my bad about mental thinking, that was a really good pastiche. Uh, if you have that kind of thinking about something, it's normal. We'd all do it. It's not something that has to do with sensitivity. We might build a narrative of other around it, like, you know, um, aliens or some cre fairy, fairy creatures, fae creatures, which is, um, you know, there are those things, those mythologies have basis in um, quote-unquote reality too. But uh, maybe I'll do a podcast about that at some point. But everything that we consider imaginary has a basis in our own realities. We just put a narrative to it. But it's not being a psychic medium. It's not looking, it's not something that's from, that's other. Sometimes it's just how our brains want to interpret it. So, in that note, let's get on to the second half of the podcast and talk about what I'm seeing with legal systems. So, segue, quick segue, is um, there's this guy that I watch on YouTube. Um, he's actually a local Chicago lawyer. He's, his channel is Law Talk with Mike, so I will put it in my uh, description box so you can link and watch him if you want. I enjoy him because he is so goddamn Chicago, it's not even funny. It's like I just want to send him a message saying, dude, are you from Mount Greenwood? Because if anybody who's listening is from Chicago, you know what the Mount Greenwood accent is. And I just hear that old school Mount Greenwood accent in him so hard. So he's, he might play it up a little bit, but I don't think so. Um, not to the point where he's being like, um, let's see, crime pays, but Mott Botany doesn't. If you've ever seen him on YouTube, he really plays up the Chicago accent. But this guy, Law Talk with Mike, mm, I don't know. But the reason why I got on to him is that somebody brought him up. I was cruising Reddit as usual, and I saw a link to it, so I started watching, and I said, holy shit, this is fun. What this guy does is that he gets um, crazy court clips. There's some courts, especially in Michigan, that are Zoom. They're on Zoom, and they have some... Man... <laughs> It goes towards our perception of reality, not necessarily matching what is real. And this stuff, I, 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 these, yeah. You think I'm smoking something? These guys are on some serious acid sometimes. 
And the reason why I'm saying this is because law is a framework that gives us a kind of normality. We don't like the law sometimes because it's not something that, you know, it's like something we break and we get arrested for it and where we'd be like, we don't need stink these stinking laws. Well, you do because laws help make a society work. And people don't want to take responsibility for their actions and they get into trouble with the law and that's all she wrote. And then they argue, they want out, they don't like this and they like that, they make excuses, and that's what lawyers are for. Lawyers are for to keep your ass out of trouble. And, you know, you'll see this if you watch, if you go to his channel and watch some of his stuff, you'll see this time and again. Now, he also, if you may be familiar with him because he was sitting on a panel, a Legal Bites panel, B-Y-T-E-S, during the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial as well. So he was putting his two cents in there and uh, enjoy his perspective. So that's why, that's why I watch them. And um, one of the common themes and um, that you will run across, because he does two types of videos. He does really stupid idiots who get themselves into court and can't figure out their, their way. They, they couldn't find their way out of a paper bag to, to save their lives. And you'll see, the, you'll see in a lot of the cases, because they're on Zoom, a lot of defendants, like, they're not wearing clothes, they're taking showers, they're, they're going to the bathroom, they're, they're high. And it's, it's like, what, in what reality is this acceptable? You wouldn't be doing this in court. So why do you think this is okay on Zoom? And again, it goes to perception. Oh, well, I'm on court, so, you know, I, I'm waiting for my call, so I'm just going to go take a dump while my camera's on my phone and I'm in court on zoom yeah so that's that that's the behavior people the disrespect people give to court I think a lot of judges just don't call it out because it's not worthwhile but then again you get then now and again you'll get a case especially with all talk with Mike because he loves sovereign citizens because they have this seriously altered sense of reality and this goes to the whole, um, you know, aliens in the front lawn thing. Sovereign citizens don't think that they're, they're subject to certain laws, that they're subject. I think, if I remember correctly, they only want, they only follow the Constitution and state laws to them are invalid. And they call them, whenever they get pulled over for not having, like, um, for having an expired license plate sticker, they only open up the windows, their car windows, two inches, and they hand the, the, the uh, officer that pulled them over for having expired plates, they hand them these papers, expecting the officers just to, to sit there and read, the, read them and, you know, and, and let them go on their way. It doesn't work like that. You know, you, 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 there are societal rules. That's what the laws are. And even though we hate paying the money for a license plate sticker, it's what we do to for the... the because we help pay for the, the roads that we drive on with these stickers. If you're a sovereign citizen living in a state and anywhere in the Union, you pay taxes for the privilege of using the roads. I, I hate to phrase it like that, but that's really the truth of it. These people think that they are above the law because state laws don't apply to them. And it's just about the, the only laws that apply are the Constitution. And they will stick to this sense of of I am violating uh, that the police force are violating their rights by for and the state is violating their rights by not complying by by adding in laws 
that override the Constitution in their minds. But they, the laws don't override the Constitution. They just don't. It's something that's enabled by the Constitution, which is laws in every state to be written and to be different from each other, from other states. These, these sovereign citizens, they don't get it. And then they do stupid stuff like what they call a constitutional audit by going into post offices and making sure that the post office has everything that's supposed to be on the walls according to, you know, whatever, what the constitutional laws or whatever it is. I, I'm only so, my knowledge is only so good on this, but this is what kind of what they do. So when you watch uh, Law Talk with Mike or any of the other law tubers, as they call them, uh, do this stuff, you're just, uh, you're just struck by how these people, they look normal. They seem to be functional. They hold down jobs some of the most of the time. Um, they, how do they come to this idea? And it's just because it's that easy for the brain to convince yourself, uh, convince ourselves sometimes because we don't want to engage in deep thinking. We don't want to get below surface thought. We want to justify our actions as human beings and say that this is our reality and that these laws are invalid. You can't, you know, but you can't enforce these laws because they're not constitutional. You know, whatever reason. And it's like, and it, what it does is it break, they, these people are acting outside of society because they have convinced themselves that they are right and that everybody else is wrong. And if you watch some of these videos, it's like there was one I was watching recently over the Memorial Day weekend. Um, there's this guy that's called, that he's nicknamed Silly Chili. I don't, haven't really bothered to dig into why is just what his uh, nickname is. He's kind of notorious in certain circles. And he was harassing people during a Memorial Day uh, weekend parade. So somebody else, another YouTuber came out and uh, she gave him the what for in terms of, you know, why are you, she just followed him around and just did nothing to harass him except for exist. He comes to the, gets to the point where he's screaming at her, he's telling her to go away, that she's bugging him, and he's talking to the police who he hates with a passion, but yet all of a sudden the police are his friends and they're going to save him from her. Well, you can guess what happened. The police did not take his side and they didn't, they, they let her do whatever she wanted because prior to her showing up, this guy was walking around telling people, don't trust the police. Don't trust the police. You know, the police aren't your friends. Teach your kids better. Yeah. So the police are going to help you. Not, you know, that's another whole nother ball of wax. But in his situation, the hell are you smoking? So, but unfortunately, stone cold sober. So, you know, so people like, it, it's a good example of what I was talking about, how we can convince ourselves that we are right and that the rest of society is wrong. And the thing with people like sovereign citizens is that you can't tell them otherwise because they think they are, that they have the superior high ground more uh, in terms of intelligence, that they know more than you about the rights, individual rights, and that they don't have to be, that, that the, the courts have no jurisdiction over them. Which means they get into a hell of a lot of trouble frequently with the law for doing stupid stuff. So they're in court quite a bit, and then there's a massive amount of Zoom court Zoom calls, uh, Zoom court Zoom calls on YouTube with these people. I I don't even want to get started watching this because I would just be like, never leave that rabbit hole. 
But that's not the end of altered reality perception in a normal, otherwise normal brain <clears throat> and why it's different from the, the, the sensitive psychic medium brain. I was watching this video the other day of a woman who went out on a date with a guy. The date went, didn't go well. Uh, he decided that he didn't want to date her further. So she sued him for alienation of affections in civil court. It's like, are you really, are you serious, lady? Are you kidding? And this is the best example I have. But this is stuff that I have seen time and time again. Because people do not want to accept the responsibility for their own actions. And they do that frequently in court. They, they argue with, they go into court without lawyers. So it's called pro se. And they try to argue with the judges. And the judges are inevitably very patient with them. Even though they don't have a lawyer. And the judges don't sanction them, which I wish they would do more because maybe that would get rid of this issue to the point that it's happening because a lot of people do this. And they will not shut up. So this, this court case I'm watching with the woman, she was, whatever reason, she was at an airport, so she had to keep moving because of the background noise was so loud. The judge would try to talk, and all she did was just sit there and blah, 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 blah about her case. She was trying, she, her, her justifications, her excuses, her reasoning, why she was suing this guy for a bad first date over something that really doesn't get handled in court because it's, um, an, um, you know, alienation of affection usually just comes into divorce cases. And even then, we don't have a lot of that anymore as it is because it's just recognized as not a necessary um, aspect of asking for a divorce. So alienation of affections is when your partner cheats on you with, with somebody else. That's one way to describe it. And I know there's other ways, but that's the overall. And she's had one date with this guy. And she's saying, you know, well, I'm, you, didn't, you didn't go out on a second date with me and you didn't like me, so I'm going to sue you. What the hell's wrong with this? That's the first part. So as you're watching the Zoom call and you can see her on her phone walking around the airport as she's in the case, in this, this court case, she wouldn't shut up. Judge kept telling her, stop interrupting me. I am talking. And you don't interrupt the judge when they're talking. Never. In court. You have to listen. The lawyers listen. They, have, they, they do you the courtesy of listening to you, the opposing counsel's case. And they will, you know, they will respond in kind when it is their turn. You know, you take your turn in court. That's how it works. She didn't think that she needed to give the judge his turn. She didn't think she needed to respect him. She didn't think that the guy that she was suing um, uh, had any rights. And he, meanwhile, you're watching him, the guy that she's suing. He's just sitting there very quietly and patiently. He had no, no, he had no knowledge that he was being sued until he got a notification for the Zoom court for the Zoom call, and you know he handled it nicely. But this woman got to the point where she just wouldn't stop. She wouldn't look at the phone. She just kept walking around. She kept blah 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 blah, yell 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 yell, yelling at the judge until the court reporter muted her, which is about the only thing they could do. And as you're watching the video, she's still talking after she's muted because she didn't listen. She didn't listen to the court reporter saying, I'm going to have to mute you because you won't shut up. So for, I think, a good five minutes, she is going on and on and on. Because in her mind, she has been insulted to the point where she can take legal action 
against somebody who dated her once. And it's ridiculous. And any normal person would say that's ridiculous. And any normal person would say, I will never do that. And most normal people won't. But it just goes to show you how angry people get and how disordered they let their, this part of their mind gets that they will not play by the rules, respect the laws, and, you know, do something that because they got insulted, they have to take you to court over it, which in normal life, people's lives, we'd be adults about it. Sure, we'd be butthurt. We'd, we'd feel a little bad about a bad date, you know, because it happens. It's normal. But you know what? We, we move on. We, we find other people to partner up with. We, or in somebody like her case, she probably never fixes her problems and she's an angry woman and she will, you know, thinks men owe her something to the point where she needs to take them to court and she will rinse, lather, repeat this. Who knows? But it's just so, it's just a good example. It's like, you think I'm nuts as a psychic medium? No, these people are nuts. I at least don't go, go around suing guys for, you know, alienation of affection. Not that I've dated anybody in a long time, but I still wouldn't do it. Uh, so, on that note, um, it's just an insight to the mind and what is real and what we perceive as real and what we think is real are all different things. So, when it comes to how we think, just remember, commonality is key. Respecting each other is key. Taking the time to give somebody the benefit of the doubt with the way they think is key. We are always going to have a slightly different approach, a slightly different opinion. We're going to have a slightly different perspective from one another, which is very normal. It's just when you start building narratives around things and feel that you are justified that at, in, in thinking this way, is that when you may start getting a little off kilter and you're otherwise normal, but just as part of your brain is not. And it has... It, it, it's something that is a human condition. It's not a psychic medium condition. It's a human condition, and I can attest to that fully. And I think we've all had these experiences, or most of us have. So, you know, behave, be good, and just, you know, keep your... <laughs> if you're ready to have something challenged, bring it up. Otherwise, eh, do you really want to share that with the world because you might be seen as crazy? Like me? It's up to you. But... You know, it's a person. It's a judgment call. It's a personal thing, but it's something to take. To, to it's food for thought. And I know that I normally come up with. I try to be conclusive with this, but it's very open-ended. It's hard to come up with something conclusive. It's something that's uh, in the, the psychological, the psychology realm, and it is very human. And it is different from the perception of being a medium. So on that note, I have finished up another. Uh, blatherly blatherly blah and um we'll see what happens coming up in the near future now that i'm actually out of pain and feeling better you might even hear it in my voice i mean i'm awake i haven't been this awake in a long time uh i haven't had this kind of energy in a long time so maybe i'll be able to get back to a regular schedule i don't know we'll see we'll see what comes to my brain as disordered that as that is and maybe i'll be able to bring you more quality content spell that with a k-w-a-l-i-t-y so on that note hope everybody is that that tunes regularly as well love y'all you're awesome thank you for returning to my podcast time and time again to listen to what i have 
latest uh, brain farts are about. And you all take care and be well and stay safe and whatever you do. Good night.